Wedding photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite episode 40. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the night owl of Wedding himself, the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Neil, what's going on? Not much. I'm, I've been sleeping a lot lately. You mentioned that I'm a night owl, but uh, but no, I've, I've been getting some sleep and I've been doing work like in the daytime. I'm, I kind of feel like really? a normal person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> that's that's very that's very un Neil Urban like of you to like be working. You know, like like I, I see. I just vision you like okay, it's uh, midnight time to uh, time to time to start editing those weddings. You know what I mean? And then uh, <laughs> and then go until you know four what, or five in the morning, right? Yeah, that's usually my creative time. Uh, that you know, it's usually when when my, my mind starts working but uh, lately I've been, I've been having photo shoots you know all throughout the day and it's it's hot here in Buffalo New York and uh, it takes a lot out of me um, so I've been I've been sleeping good at nighttime so okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> nice man so yeah yeah I've been li- living like a normal person which is kind of nice okay that's good <laughs> so this is how everybody lives yeah that's right um, <laughs> But so, no, no, and and speaking of engagement shoots, I ju- I recently had an engagement shoot, and uh, we just kind of blogged this uh, uh, in today's in our today's blog post about how this craze of Pokemon. Oh goers, my god! Yeah, I, this just blew up last week. <laughs> yeah, and you know I you know I, I saw these clips on the internet. I'm like, oh my gosh, this this I didn't think this would be such a national thing. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you, you see clips online and you're like, Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's funny. And, and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But once you get out there and you go to your normal engagement shoot, you know, location that you like to shoot at and there's people everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. And you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, what is going on? And, and people are just walking around like, like, uh, like robots into their phones. <laughs> and, um, and like, I, so, I, I have to go. I have to find other favorite places where Pokemon's aren't. I know, dude. Aren't I, at. I was shooting. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. It, it, it's kind of fun. It, it, you know. It's it, you know. At first, I I didn't like this whole thing, <laughs> but then it is getting people out there. Um, but, and and the, you know, what's going on in the world? There's a lot of crazy crazy stuff going on in the world, as as we all know. But these people are peaceful. You know, they're yeah. they're just walking yeah, they're around. peaceful Pokemon players, um, dude. I was looking at Pokemon. I, I was shooting so. a wedding like like <laughs> last Saturday or when it first started, like two weeks ago, maybe I don't know. But there was all these people mm-hmm. outside doing it, and I just like I just like looked at them all. Like there was like 50, 60 of them, and like in front of my bride and groom, I was like, I'm glad you're at least all outside, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> because for the love of God, at least they're outside. But they're in. You're in yeah. all my shots. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> But, I know, I know. But, dude, actually... We, we, we actually did have to ask a group of people to kind of... Can you guys kind of move <laughs> Oh, I'm move sure they, they must not have liked that. And, there uh, were hundreds yeah, of Pokemon. Yeah, the, uh, the dirty looks and that we got. Yeah. My, my intern, Stephanie, is part of the problem, too. She's part of the problem. <laughs> she's, she's like, Pokemon, Pokemoning all day and looking for Pokemon. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> but, but actually, not, dude, the thing about this is, is, you know, we talked about the virtual reality, like, a few episodes ago. Oh, this, here we go. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> this is exactly exactly tied into that whole thing because virtual reality is going to combine with augmented reality which which is pokemon stuff is augmented reality essentially 
But it's just yeah. like, imagine when it's not on your phone that people are playing Pokemon, but it's in your glasses or contact lenses, and you walk by Neil Urban in the street, and it says, you know, it says all this information above his head, you know what I mean? And maybe, uh, you know, it's, it's where the future of, of all this stuff is going. And it'll affect our yeah. businesses, too, at some point, five, ten oh, years. Oh, exactly, you know? 100%. And, so, and, you know, everybody says, oh, I hope this is just a quick... A quick in and out fed, no, but I don't think so. This is uh, imagine all of the other gaming companies and all the other techno- technology companies out there. They're they're gonna say, "Oh my gosh, we got to get on board and create our own version." Uh, so it's 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 only gonna get worse. And um, I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot all my engagement photos in in uh, in the middle of the woods somewhere uh, for now on. It looks like. <laughs> yeah. So. Um- I'm going to get to a question that we had, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention his name because I don't know if he, he wants his name mentioned, but he's a f- mutual photographer friend of ours, and he sent us a question recently, and I thought it would be good to mention on the show because um, it affects a lot, of, a lot of people, especially Nikon shooters in particular. I know Canon shooters might have some of the same issues and might come across something similar, but uh, basically, uh, here's, here's, the, here's the thought, here's the question. Um, basically, he was uh, looking for some Nikon shooter input, um, and there's some rear focus issues that he was having in churches, make, mainly like during the walk down, like during the processional um, low light issues, like focusing. And so he said, usually he has it on like single point continuous and has tried 51 points. And he says, you know, he's all seemed to give him trouble. And like what works, he was basically asking us like what works best for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is like a common problem, um, right? You know, like like focusing in low light and like what are the best settings on, on the current crop of cameras. Um, and so let me just, I'm just going to read back my response to him because uh, this took me a while to figure out. And I don't know why this is true, but for me, it's just true and it works for me. So low light focusing issues, processional, people are walking towards you single shot isn't working too well. This is my response and this is what works for me anyway. So, so I responded back to him. I said, Hey, I'm a single shot guy too. And generally I'm totally against the other modes where, um, I'm not selecting the focus point and the camera is because for me, and I know most photographers are like this, you know, like we want to select the focus point. We want to select, Hey, like, Hey, I want this part of the image in focus. It's what we should be doing. Right. Yep. Um, so that said, I went in kicking and screaming, but if you haven't tried the 3d focus tracking, um, I'm on it and I've been parentheses. I have, I'm on a D750 and I'm not sure what other, you know, what bodies he's shooting with or not, but 3d focus tracking is amazing for a couple of reasons. Um, the first is that it actually works. And what I mean when it actually works is like, it actually, like if you focus on something, it, on a person's face, like it does a damn good job of like moving along with them as you follow, follow them in the frame within the frame of your camera to the point that it's actually shockingly good, um, how good it actually works to begin with. But then the mm-hmm. second reason is that for whatever reason, and here, this is the big point, for whatever reason, when in 3D continuous focus mode, absolutely for me, well, for whatever reason, it 100% locks on faster than in single shot in low light conditions. Don't ask me why. I don't technically know why it is. I have no idea. And actually, I'd be curious if, any, if there's a listener out here who knows why this is the case, please let me know. Point is, single shot mode, low light, tough to focus. Continuous focus mode, 3D, low light, focuses rock solid and quick. And I don't know why. It just, mm-hmm. it just does. And, and, and it continues to focus, especially like during the processional. So, um, so for whatever reason, that is what I do. And that's what works for me when I'm in low light and I need to focus fast. Matter of fact, even if I'm at a reception and I don't have like the flash, um, you know, like if you're using the, low, the autofocus assist beam on your flash, and if I don't have that and I want to focus in low light, Absolutely, I switch over to 3D focus just because it focuses way faster 
than than the single shot does, and I literally have no idea why, um, but it just does. So okay, so you switch throughout the day. I yeah, I constantly switch between uh, single mm-hmm. shot and and three D continuous throughout the day, depending on literally just depending on if it's low light. That's the main reason. Yeah. Um, if it's if it's uh, if I have good light, I would always rather just choose the focus point. If I have good light and my subjects are still. Absolutely, I'm going to be in single shot all the time. But if I'm not in good light and my subjects are moving, then I might be in 3D continuous. Um, hmm. So that's just that's how I shoot. And on the D750s, it's actually easier to switch that than, you know, you just, there's, well, I don't need to get into the buttons because it's hard to describe <laughs> on a podcast, all right? But it's not that hard right, to switch right. back and forth between <laughs> the two modes. Um, and then the other thing I just mentioned is that, like, in 3D continuous, you can still at least pick the initial focus point. Um, but then, and then the camera just kind of tracks it and follows it from there. But you can still at least have the choice of like, hey, what face do you want to initially focus on? And then the camera mm-hmm. generally does like an awesome job of, of focusing, continuing on. And it's shockingly good. Shockingly good. Like to the point that I didn't trust it and now I do. So, um, so that was my response. And I think that, you know, just responding to his email, I think would be important, was important for our listeners to hear too, especially if you're having focus problems in low light. Mm-hmm. So. That's that. Excellent. Good. Okay. Good. And then, um, so then, Neil, we had an, another email. Now, now and yeah. that commercial was brought to you by Nikon. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So, and I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And there I'm are um, no similar modes in Canon cameras, I, but I actually, it's been so long. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that yeah. uh, because you used to be a Canon shooter. If uh, Does Canon have 3D tracking and all that so stuff? So I don't too? think that they have 3D tracking, but they have other versions of continuous focus. Um, okay, so if so for the for the Canon shooters who have the same issue, what uh, do you have any recommendations for them? I would, I guess, I would um, suggest trying the same. It's probably been a while, I, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I also have to say that, you know, I don't know. I, it's been a while. It's been a few years now since I've shot five D threes, and at the time, I always did choose the single focus point. I never did. I rarely used continuous. Sometimes on processionals, I did, but it was before. But I didn't. I never made that switch over because I don't think the focus was much better. At least that's what I recall. Uh, you know. So, mm-hmm. but I remember the 3D focus was kind of mind blowing to me when I figured that out on the Nikon's. So, um, anyway, that's that's cool. kind of that. Cool. Uh, listeners, we do have a hand picked assortment of information that's relevant to you. Uh, but first, just in case you forgot, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. The show goes live every other Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. <laughs> and while we're at it, <laughs> please do leave us a review in iTunes. <laughs> Subscribe in iTunes. Um, oh, by the way, um, in iTunes, you don't have to leave a review. If it's too long, if you don't want to write a whole out review, all you have to do is just rate it. You can like go on iTunes. You can click a button. You click a button. It's like, oh, we can give, we can give Neil and Andy a few stars because we like the show. We get something out of it. So then you're just going to click those stars on iTunes. That's a cool thing to do. And also, thank you. I know we have a recent review in there. Um, from, um, and mm-hmm. thank you for that recent review. Um, and then also, uh, what did I want to mention? Oh, yes. Uh, please help us help you by sending in questions to info at Wedding Photographers United. Com. That's info at WeddingPhotographersUnite.com. Just like Maria, Marie, Marie, just like Marie did. Uh, mm-hmm. Neil, do you want to hit us off with Marie's question? Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. She uh, she first asks, uh, how do you handle photos taken inside the limo? Uh, I had a bride this past weekend who looked so cute sitting in the back of the limo on the way to the church, and I tried to shoot without flash, but I wasn't getting the desired look. So I asked a bridesmaid to hold off-camera flash, which is a very good idea, because if you don't have an assistant, put the bridesmaids in a groomsman to work. Um, and, it, and it worked, um, but I just feel like it wasn't as great of a shot as if as it could have been. Uh, any suggestions? Um, and this is this is kind of like what I do. I um, usually the bride sits in, in back of the limo. It all depends on the limo, what kind of limo mm-hmm. it is. Um, if it's kind of like one of those Hummers or the cars, just where they can roll down the windows, I have them roll down uh, one or both both windows, so we can get some natu- more natural light coming through those windows. Um, and then I take the shot. If it's one of those uh, one of those limo buses, I have the limo driver turn off. Um, you, the, a lot of limo buses have lasers and, and these really bright neons and a TV screen. I kind of have them shut it off so we get more natural light. Um, because you, we, the thing about these cars and the limos, um, they're pretty much surrounded like by wraparound light. You know, they have lighting come from, coming from the sides and, and from the front. And that's why you see so many people taking selfies are in cars because they have the beautiful lighting inside cars. So pretty much you want to kind of shut off those uh, those neon lights because you'll get you'll get some nasty pinks and, and purples um, and, and blues uh, popping off their faces. Um, so any, what about you, Andy? Any uh, anything? My advice is terrible. My advice is terrible, but I'm gonna, but, I, <laughs> but I'm going to give it anyway. My advice is I don't really care about those photos. <laughs> Like, like, and, I, and I'm just saying, like, for me, like, I'm just going to shoot what it is to be, to be totally honest, mm-hmm. unless it's like something that like, there's like an awesome limo where like, there's something crazy happening and I want to make some kind of like beautiful photograph out of it. For me, mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's like some shots throughout the day where it's like, I want, I would rather put more time and effort into something that's going to be awesome and then just take a shot like that just to make them happy. You, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, so for me, like, if, if yeah. I'm in that situation, I'm just like, I'm going to expose for their faces. And then if there's green lights on the side, there's green lights on the side. You know, like, it depends on, <laughs> depends on like, what level I want to get into. But for me, like, that's one of the shots where it's just like, okay, I'm going to do that kind of stuff to make them happy. Like, I usually get on there and I say, okay, everybody make it look like you're having fun and put your drinks together, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that's cool. But they're not, like, amazing shots. And, like, if I'm going to spend time on something, I want it to be worth my time to spend it on but that's that's just me though you know um you know i you know i used to you know i i agree uh, to a point um and i used to i used to feel the same way but then i kind of just realized that it's always the first picture that the bride posts from her wedding day which was was never taken by me was that limo yeah. shot and 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 it was always like their their main picture or their top picture on facebook uh, profile picture, all, all that stuff. And then it just dawned on me saying that, you know what, these people actually like that kind of yeah. shot. So if, you know, if, if I'm ever just wandering around and, and, you know, we're just kind of waiting for the ceremony to begin, I'll, I'll hop on that limo or, or my, my wife or one of our second shooters, I'll hop in the limo and, and make sure that they get that shot. Because obviously, uh, a lot of brides seem to, for some strange reason, seem to care about that <laughs> shot. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, you know, I kind of go back and forth on this stuff, but you're right. You're mm-hmm. probably you're probably mm-hmm. more right than I am. So, so that's why that's why I said it was going to be terrible <laughs> advice before I gave it. But but you know, I don't know. Anyway, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody's different. You know. Um, okay, so she asked another question here, oh, and yes. uh, the second question mm-hmm. is: uh, bright backgrounds and shadowy subjects. 
So she was taking a bridal party shot in front of a building, but the bridal party was shadowed because they had their backs to the sun. Shooting the bridal party or the background separate, I feel like I would have used different exposures. I know one option is to crack with flash, and this is actually something we just talked about, I think, on the last episode or two episodes ago. Um, but she says, I know one op- option mm-hmm. is to crack with flash, but is there any other way to shoot in these situations that's not so drastic? Uh, I tried fixing it up, but I started looking, but it started looking almost like an HDR. And she attached the photos, and yes, it looked a little like it was an HDR, you know, because so um, so I'll try to describe it for our listeners. Um, imagine. Actually, actually, we uh, maybe maybe with uh, Marie's um, uh, permission, we can post these images on uh, on our show notes only because people might have the same mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, that's possible. We'll uh, we'll look into that. Yeah. Um, so, but the point is, is like I think most most of you guys know, right? Like when you're shooting, and first of all, I think we all like that look, right? Like, like we like the look of the sun behind them, right? And given the the choice, when you're shooting a full wedding party. There are, you know, what do we want to do? Do we want to put the sun in front of them? And the Mercury probably have squinty eyes. Mm-hmm. We can put it behind them. And then we're probably going to have, like, the issue that she's talking about here, which is, like, if we expose for the bridal party, everything's going to be white in the background. And if you expose for the sky, mm-hmm. they're going to be totally dark. Um, but there, is, there are some other options, I guess. But, like, I, you know, I guess the, the, the main options are, you know, it's always a compromise. What do you want? It, the one choice is expose for the bridal party, and then you have a white sky. The second choice is exposed for the sky, and then you have a dark bridal party. But if you if you expose more for the sky, and this is why this is why let's continue the Nikon commercial. This is why these Nikon com- cameras are so great. You shoot it. Well, usually you're going to be at 100 ISO, right? Like when you're shooting that because the sun's so bright. Yep. And if you're at 100 ISO on these Nikon cameras, you have so much dynamic range that you can pull it out a little bit. And she's talking, and you know, and she's saying the shot looks a little HDR. That's going to happen to some extent, and maybe you can. You know, the one way to do that is to just kind of like expose for the sky and then like and then just like paint in just a little bit, you know, but it's going to look a little HDR. But Mm -hmm. depending on how what your editing techniques are, you can make it look a little bit more natural. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, really, the thing to do really is to, you know, use flash. I mean, if you as as an option, I mean, if you have an off camera flash with you, that's that's powerful enough that can cover an entire bridal party. That's definitely the thing to do. Um, And that because then you can expose properly for them. And you can expose the sky properly, mm-hmm. and then you can mix it so that it so that the ambient is even with your flash exposure. Um, but and then there's maybe one other thing that I'm kind of thinking, but I'm curious to hear what you think about this too. Like, so if you have the wedding party directly behind the sun, w- one thing that you can do is this: shoot with a long lens. Like, if you shoot with a 200 millimeter, like if you shoot at two, like a 7200 at 200, and you back up from that wedding party, and you have the lens hood on. That lens hood is going to block a lot of that light up top, and then you'll at least get a clean image of the wedding party itself because you don't have all that sun fighting with it with the image. But if you really want that whole big you know thing, because she had a nice background, there's a nice building background, mm-hmm. then really you kind of have to do one of the other choices. Or the other thought that I had is like maybe if you just go off center just a little bit from where that sun is coming in the back so if like you move like 20 degrees over 25 degrees like over to the right or something like that and then have that wedding party face you at least the sun's not going directly mm-hmm. into the camera and then maybe you'll be able to fight it a little bit better or maybe if you're shooting natural light have it be a little bit um uh, you know not have it look as, as hdr when you edit it you know yeah um yeah yeah the, 
No, and and I like that idea of of putting uh, the the longer lens on, maybe a seventy two hundred, uh, because uh, from from the photo there seems to be like there's a building in the background. So if she would have compressed that image, it would have been a darker background, um, and you really wouldn't have to worry about the sky. But it seems like there's a little bit of a cool uh, cool clouds going on. So maybe those uh, that's what she wanted is to get the the sky in the background as well. And it looks like she shot with. I don't know, maybe like a 35 millimeter. Uh, it's a little bit of a wider, wide angle lens here. Um, but no, I do like the uh, like that idea of of having a darker background, even though there's backlighting. But uh, but yeah, um, and there's also ways to where she could have fixed this in uh, in Lightroom too. Um, so pretty much, Marie, uh, take this, take the uh, take the normal image in Lightroom, and what you're going to want to do is bump up the uh, the exposure just a little bit. And drag down those highlights. Now that would bring uh, that would bring detail uh, in the clouds back into the image. Bump up those shadows just a little bit, so uh, so you can get some details in the shoes and everything. And then from there, I would drop down the whites just a tiny little bit. That'll bring some details back in the back into the clouds. Uh, now, when you bump up the uh, the shadows. Um, it kind of flattens the image, so what you're going to want to do is uh, bump up the clarity just a little bit. I would only, I wouldn't go crazy. I would just bump it up to maybe like 15, um, and then everybody's skin is going to start to look a little bit saturated. So drop down the vibrancy just a little bit, and like I said, when you bump up those shadows, um, uh, it's gonna you're going to get a little bit of noise too. So you're going to want to uh, do a little bit of sharpening and then uh, bump up that the noise reduction as well and. Uh, Add a little vignette to it, maybe warm up the image as well with the temperature, and uh, and there you go. That would be my fix in post processing. Yeah, and you know, and that said, like I'm looking at the image right now, it's good work. You, you oh. know, like like, like oh, yes, what it yes. is. And there's also like, you know, you made the choice. Mm -hmm. Like you had to make that choice. You know, if you're shooting with that lens and you want that look, I mean, that's a perfectly fine choice. Like I'm sure they'll be happy with that image. You know. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, definitely, so. definitely. And uh, and also, there's a little tool in uh, that I like to use a lot. In Lightroom, it's the gradient tool. So drop down, drop that gradient. Uh, f start from the sky and end it a little bit below the where the building starts, and then just drop that exposure in the gradient, and uh, and you're gonna have a beautiful, beautiful image. So, uh, good work, and thank you for sharing. Cool. Uh, so, uh, this might be a little bit of a shorter episode, Neil. <laughs> uh, so, which is which is okay, man. Because come on. <laughs> Episode, episode 40 this is a i oh i know we're, we're over the hump or not over the hump but deal uh, out of it, huh? um <laughs> we do have some uh some very interesting guests uh lined up coming up very soon i will we won't mm -hmm. you know talk too much about that because it's more like you know because then what does it matter you know it's it's you you like enjoy the guests when we get to see what they are okay next week we'll have a guest for you all right um but uh what, I think I wanted to mention one other thing. Oh, okay, I just want to like mention this one thing because I was hanging out with some photographers the other night, and this is like the best thing in the world, man, that I heard recently. <laughs> um, so uh, this co comes, by the way, actually, uh, it's a story of Jim Cavanaugh. We, listeners, remember we have uh, we had Jim Cavanaugh on on the show, you know, a number of episodes ago, talking about copyright. Uh, but but this is like mm -hmm. one of his stories, and I don't even remember who the guy is, so I'm totally unable to source it. Um, but let's just say that, that Jim Cavanaugh has a story and he was like at some lecture or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> and somebody, somebody in the, at the actual presentation said, Hey, you know, like talk to the main, whoever the photographer was that was, that was giving this lecture. Some, some dude that has a name that I should have remembered, but I don't remember, but I just remember what he said. And that's all that matters. Uh, mm -hmm. and, the, and the, and the, and the, whoever was attending said, Hey, uh, 
was starting to, he was starting to ask about like lens questions or like camera questions you know like all these all these camera questions he just kept going with the camera questions and then like asked, he asked one more or something like that and the speaker uh just stops what he's doing and he says what the f do lenses and cameras have to do with photography he just like stopped the whole thing he's like what the has the, the, the lenses and cameras have to do with photography and honestly they have like like they have nothing to do with photography right you know like we're talking about you know like um i don't know it's just the idea that like these cameras don't matter man they don't matter anymore and, and they're and they're so good now you know with with what they do and what they can capture that that that, oh, that's that's what I tell it's, it's everybody. It's like a pen. Yeah. It's like it's you know, and I I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I've heard this before. It's just like, what pen did Shakespeare write his poetry with? What what did he mm-hmm. write his? What? Or, or what what carpenter uses what tools? Is it Dewalt, Ryobi? You know, it it really doesn't matter. All these things are so good yeah. nowadays. Um, you know, people always ask, what camera should I? Buy? And when you think, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of them, really. Yeah. Um, you know, Sony. Is is good. Canon is good. Nikon's good. Olympus is even. But when good you think now. about that dude's <laughs> comment from the perspective of what the f does Shakespeare's pen have to do with his literature? Ha- has absolutely right. effing yeah, nothing to do with his literature. Like nothing at all. And it's and it's kind of the same for mm-hmm. cameras. So that's what that that's where that comes from. And I just thought that was like a cool thing that I'm probably always going to think of whenever somebody comes up to me at wedding at a wedding and is like, Hey, what kind of camera you got? I'm just going to like turn to them. And I'm like, what the F does cameras have to do with photography? And, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, and I'm just, you know, listen, normally. And if I was just talking to Neil, I'd be dropping off bombs, but I want to keep, try to keep it clean for iTunes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> but no, that's, I, you know, I, I really like that. Um, you know, when, when we first started this, uh, this podcast, I really didn't want this to be all about the gear. You know, it's, it's, I, and I think you agree with me too. Uh, it's, it's more about the people. Actually, and, uh, you know, the reason that came up you know. is because I was talking to somebody and, and our podcast came up and they said specifically mm-hmm. that they liked how we didn't get crazy into gear and it was more about the other stuff. And then that story came up from another, from somebody else because of that. So that's kind of cool. So that's, that's, yeah, and uh, uh, you know Marie, who sent us those two questions, uh, she first started off with the email saying, uh, "Thank you very much for creating the podcast. It's my favorite wedding photography podcast because you guys are so engaging, and I love the casual feel, and it's also super informative, yep. which is awesome. Uh, huge compliment to us because that's kind of yeah. Like and our seriously, goal. So, thank you. Uh, so yeah, th- seriously, thank, you. thank you because when we get those emails, it's. It, it helps us keep doing this because because it's not easy, man. It's not easy. You know, we have we, we have a lot. No, going not on. at all. Especially, yeah, right, especially now. right now in the middle of wedding. <laughs> See, this is why things are kind of intermittent. Like we usually say Tuesdays, but it's, you know, expect it maybe a couple of days late. But well, uh, and, and, and this the, and this week is it was my. Oh, d- dude, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even um, matter. But, you know, <laughs> it does. Uh, you know, I didn't even you know, I forgot to put in the calendar. And then all of a sudden my wife, she's the one who controls the <laughs> schedule. And then all of a sudden there were <laughs> dots everywhere. I'm like. What is going on? I, I need to I need to record and and we just couldn't yeah, make yeah. it happen until today. So I apologize to our listeners about that, but uh, but but thankful but thankful to you guys that you guys didn't uh, uh, give us any any bad reviews or, or two stars <laughs> no, no, no. or anything. So and, keep those five stars coming. Yeah, we no. really appreciate that. And 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 you guys as wedding photographers, I'm sure you guys really really appreciate when your clients give you guys reviews as well on on Wedding Wire and Yelp. Um, so this, this helps us keep us going. And we are also, I mean, this is kind of like behind the scenes stuff of the podcast, but we are also now being, um, iTunes kind of, kind of recognizes Finally. us now. Well, there, there's some real problem with our yeah, feed after, for a while <laughs> where it's like, it wasn't recommending us to other, 
like if you search wedding photography podcast like we mm-hmm. come up kind of but but if you search the other ones like we didn't come up as related there was something wrong with it for like a year and just finally it started working the right way so i think that's gonna bump up our listenership the right way but anyway yes yes so so please keep those reviews coming in uh that that really helps us out as a podcast and keeps us going so um yeah you. so uh we have just a couple more things here for today uh neil you have a tip of the day and so do i neil what is your uh, tip of the day yeah, you know, I came this, I came across this tip. I've all, I've always done this every single week. Uh, actually, a day before a wedding, I've always done this, and it, it never dawned on to me that it was a good idea until my wife was sitting next to me and she saw me doing this, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, that's such a good idea! I'm going to do that for my wedding." So this is what I do uh, the night before the wedding. I take I take all the notes, and um, and what I do is I use Google Maps. And for the places that I've never been to, especially like the bride's, uh, like her parents' house where she's getting ready, I Google map that house. So let's, so when I, when I arrive the morning of, I know exactly what house mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Uh, say if I, say if I hit traffic and we're running like five minutes late, I'm not just like searching for, uh, an address on a random house. I know exactly what the house looks like. And then I go down to street view and actually see what kind of yeah. house this is, what I'm, what I'm going to be mm-hmm. walking into. Um, and just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the bride's, the bride's parents' house was this beautiful country home, uh, had this white picket fence and then they lived on a corner lot and I got to go around the corner see what the, what was in the backyard. I felt kind of like a stalker, but I was actually doing investigating work of what I'm, what I'm going to be, mm-hmm. be doing the day of. And they, and I saw in the back, they had this beautiful wood shed where it had this, like this beautiful textures. I'm like, okay, so if, if things aren't, if I'm not doing great portraits inside the house, I know that there's this beautiful background that I could use in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the backyard. Uh, so that, that gave me, um, uh, a good, uh, good information. And then, you know, this, this other time where, you know, I got to see this huge mansion of what I was going to look like. So that gave, gave me an idea, you know, like I said, what, what I was going to be working, you know, in the next day. So I, I already had kind of like a shot list before yeah. even arriving, which is, which is really helpful because if you start off a wedding day really strong, man, that just rolls. Everything just kind of seems to flow, uh, throughout the whole day. And then the, another tip, um, well, this is kind of like the same tip. What really helps out is a church that you've never been to before. Um, like we've always been there is to where the bride's getting ready and, and you're just running late and you leave right before the limo does and you, you get to the church and there's no parking anywhere, especially on the streets and churches always, always, always have parking lots mm. behind them. Um, and, and, and to get to those, you have to kind of like go around the block and down a side street and nobody knows about these parking lots, but you will because you use Google maps. And, um, so when you arrive and there's no park streets on, you know, parking on the street, you can go around the corner and then there's a beautiful parking lot that nobody is at and, and you get to park, park right away. Um, so that, that's kind of like my tip of the week. And, um, so you, you don't have to be like Neil Van Nieker, uh, from way, way long ago as to where his, his assistant dropped Circle him off and, Patrick's. you know, they kept yeah. sort of is a church. different story. Yeah, though, exactly. But. So, <laughs> but yes, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, you, you will, be, you will feel like a stalker a little bit, but, uh, but man, I, it's, it's, it's great. I couldn't, it's, that's it's a great huge guys. That's huge listeners. That's huge, huge, mm-hmm. huge. Um, um, I, cause 
I th- and I feel like not everybody does that, and you should be doing that. You just drag the little guy. You just drag the little guy. There's, you're in Google Maps. You drag the little guy. That's you place it. him where you want to be. You look at what you're going to shoot. And matter of fact, I do that. I do that with a couple. You know what? I'm going to add on to your tip a little bit too, because I do this. I do that with a couple because yeah, I always try to meet them in person the week before the wedding. Um, you know, when they can. If not, mm-hmm. we do it over the phone. But but when the, when we do it in person, we're talking about locations. I do the same thing, and I specifically pull up Google Maps in front of their faces so they can see that it takes i do directions from one location to the next you know oh look it takes 10 minutes to get there by car so that means on a wedding day when you're in a limo add on another 10 minutes you know what i mean <laughs> like so like specifically do that so yep. they can see exactly how long it takes to get from one location to another and then tell them it takes longer than wedding day because it does and um and then and then also same thing like if you're unfamiliar with the location drag that little dude place them where you want them and, and look where you mm-hmm. are. And it's huge. It's huge, huge, huge to be able to do that. So, yeah. And it's free and it'll only take about yep. 10 minutes of your time. So, uh, highly recommend. Um, okay. So my tip is just this and a lot of people miss this and I've been falling off of this train and I'm so, I'm so I'm like reminding myself about it too. I've like fallen off the train. Mm-hmm. I actually started out. I was really, I was like totally off the train when I first started and then I got back on. And then I've got it back off and I'll back off it. Now I'm going to get back on the train again. And the train is, the train is, is when you go to a wedding, dude, dress well. For the love of God, dress well. Mm. Like people are looking at you all day. And what do you say about yourself? What do you want to say about yourself when you're at a wedding? Do you want to say that you wear baggy clothes and you look like a slob? You you can say that if you want to. You know (laughs) what I mean? Or do you want to like wear clothes that fit well, that make you look like a professional that that make you um, that make you feel good about yourself and make you feel confident about yourself, so that so that you're more confident with your clients, you get better photos. And and for so, for whatever reason, like I like I I don't know something happened where I wasn't dressing as well as I normally did and for like for like a while. And now I'm, and I like saw I like saw a photo mm-hmm. that like one of my second shot of me like when I was working. I'm like, dude, what the hell am I wearing? Like, what am I wearing? Like, do I want to continue <laughs> to have higher end clients? You know what I mean? Like like what you wear matters yeah. it totally matters and like and so this is just a reminder to people like wear clothes that like fit well like that are fitted well that you feel good about that you feel confident in and 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 the reason i say this is because the last few weddings i've been dressing better and i feel like i've been having way better weddings because of it i've been feeling better about myself actually i've been working out mm-hmm. a little bit more too and all this kind of stuff and it's like you just mm-hmm. when you go into a wedding feeling better about yourself you're going to produce better work and part of that is the way that you dress and how you present yourself and that, you know, it matters. It matters to the other bridesmaids that are looking on and are thinking about hiring you too, you know, like, Oh, and, um, oh yeah. And, oh yeah, definitely. And the, and the bride, uh, there's so many times to where we arrive and the bride is like, Oh my gosh, you guys look like movie stars. You guys look so good. Thank you so much. It's like, mm, this is just what we, yep. this is what we do. Um, and, and please no denim guys and girls, no denim. Um, you know, I, I had a, I had a country club. Well, no denim pants, you know, no, no denim, uh, no denim jeans. Um, I had a, I had a, I had a country club call me, um, previous, you know, before a wedding they said, you know, please don't wear any jeans. I'm like, I wouldn't even <laughs> think of, of doing that. And they're, they're like, no, we've had photographers wear jeans. Um, so please try not to wear jeans. Uh, it's, it's just not, not the place for, unless it's like an outdoor wedding. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, that, you gotta that's, know your clientele and everything me, like so. that, but yeah, that's, but that's true time. too. Yeah. Because because actually you know, I've seen photographers dress in jeans and they actually look pretty good, uh, but maybe maybe just keep it out of out of uh, country yeah. clubs maybe. Um, 
It's, it's, that's just not the place. So, listeners, this has been episode number 40 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Thank you so much for listening in. We will be back for episode number 41 with a special guest, hopefully, assuming that that pans out the way we think it's going to. And that said, uh, Neil, where can people find you? Uh, you know, I've been pretty active on Facebook a lot. Uh, I got to get back into Instagram, so you can Facebook me at Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. And drop me a line anywhere else. My name is Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And feel free to Google me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, and it should pop up. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening in. Unite, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye now. Wedding photographers. Unite.